I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Today, we're going to get all up into some more narratives that dominate our industry regarding agent customer service training and performance management with a continuation of Call Center Sushi Bar. I don't know about you, but I'm starving. And in this episode, we're going to cover improvement, every call is different, and tone. Yum, yum. It has, however, been brought to my attention from the kitchen that there is a special on today's menu. Says here it is called How to Empower Agents. Serve lightly seared over a bed of organic common sense with a balsamic let's get real sauce. Sounds delicious. I think I have two of those, please. I love let's get real sauce, and I'm a big fan of common sense, too. I'm also a big fan of call center agents. I love talking about them and what they do. So let's get into some tasty narratives, shall we? An issue often brought up in various forums is the how to empower agents concern. The question is presented as part of how to retain agents, motivate them, make them feel engaged so they are happy with their job, etc. And from my experience, there is nothing more important when it comes to teaching and managing agent performance. I don't know if you're familiar with Tony Robbins, the famous motivational speaker and life coach guy. I'm no huge follower of his, but I did see him on a program and he said something that really struck me, and it was this. Humans are happiest when they are making progress. I found this profoundly relevant and it defines how I feel is the best approach to empowering agents. As the voice of BCI, I personally train every agent our clients bring to us, including all new hires, so I frequently engage with them in classes and coaching sessions. My approach is based on showing them how mastering the nuances of verbal communication gives them real power and control as it garners immediate respect and cooperation from those with whom they engage on the phone. It has been my experience that it is not possible to empower agents if they do not believe in what you are selling. Agents are accustomed to being dealt ideas that are impractical and do not make sense to them, and this suspicion is the biggest wall that must be traversed when training them. Impractical attempts at empowering agents include what I call product-centric tactics. I recently trained a new hire, for example, who made a point to tell me he appreciated my straightforward approach because in the job he just left, he had managers whispering through a mic in his ear not to forget to do things as he was in the middle of a call with a customer, and he hated it, for one, because it was not necessary. That is a product-centric tactic that sounds great in a product sales pitch, but is impractical in practice. Others include digitally generated screen pop-ups that occur mid-call, an overemphasis on talk time, vaguely defined performance assessments, fake-sounding scripts, etc. Agents are highly suspect of product-centric tactics, for one, because they know they are the result of their management being convinced to buy a product that is impractical, and they are the ones who must pay the price for it. Agents are sensitive to such tactics 
and appreciative of an approach that offers them tangible benefits, that conveys respect for their intelligence, and that helps them progress professionally. I have found this to be the best approach to empowering agents. And now, returning to the main menu, the next narrative up is improvement. Whenever agent service performance is discussed in any call center forum, it is always in the context of how to get agents to quote-unquote improve. This approach, in my opinion, is based on the unspoken presumption that every agent is good. Remember that? That was the first narrative we covered. And all that is needed is some vaguely defined improvement. And that ensuring agents offer exceptional service is not possible or too subjective to be definable, so the best one can hope for is some sort of vaguely defined improvement. At BCI, we do not endorse this message, as I will explain. But before I do, I want to make clear that I recognize that improvement is a positive goal, and I am not saying it should not be one. But this is a discussion of narratives, so I'm going to break down the narrative of improvement as it is presented in the call center industry space by various pundits and experts. Their messaging is what Call Center Sushi Bar is focused on. When we conduct our program introductory class, we give agents all of the rules and the tools needed to master the skill and discipline of offering exceptional customer service. And we make clear that while we will, of course, allow them some time to digest it all, we expect perfection to be reached within weeks and then maintain going forward. We tell them that should they come up just a little bit short in a particular call, that is fine, as they will still be operating at an exceptionally high level of service, but perfection in every call is the goal and expectation. They typically embrace the challenge and are proud of themselves, as they should be, when they achieve this mastery of service and professionalism. So, the question here is why do the pundits and experts in our industry not expect or talk about customer service perfection? and instead espouse this weak narrative of so-called improvement. After all, we expect our food to come out perfectly at our favorite restaurant, we expect our mechanic to fix our brakes perfectly, and we expect our dry cleaner to do a perfect job with our clothes every time. Why do we not expect customer service perfection from our agents and instead settle for vaguely defined improvement? The reason has nothing to do with the ability of agents because my experience has been that any agent can master offering exceptional customer service. Rather, the reason is because of the challenge of managing it, i.e. measuring customer service performance. And traditional scoring and measurement parameters like those we discussed in Episode 1 are ineffectual at doing this. There is no question whether call center agents can offer exceptional service, as evidenced by the fact that we can all think of at least one call center we regularly interact with that always does this. I know I can. My local water company is an example of that. Every time I call them, their service is flawless. It's perfect. This means their management not only knows how to get their agents to offer consistent excellence, but it also means they do not accept so-called improvement and accept only flawless service, i.e. perfection. This proves that customer service nirvana is readily possible for any call center to achieve. Next narrative up, empathy. This is an interesting one. I like this one a lot. The nuance is really good. The prevailing narrative about this new hot topic in our industry, empathy, 
mistakenly places the focus on those situations where the customer or patient expresses difficulty with something that has happened to them, to which the agent is to respond empathically with something such as, I'm sorry you're having to go through that. I know it must be difficult. While obviously important, this should not be the story of what empathy is because it barely scratches the surface. This is because such a situation is an outlier that rarely occurs unless the call center is a home care and hospice or complaint department or something similar. In most call centers, these situations rarely present themselves. I have listened to thousands of healthcare industry calls from every possible department throughout the COVID crisis and have heard very few of these situations. That's from the healthcare industry. So I am speaking directly from experience. Again, my point is not that this type of empathy is unimportant. Rather, it barely scratches the surface of the empathy issue, as I will explain. It is common for narratives that dominate our industry to take an outlier path, because outliers occur less frequently and are thus more manageable while serving to distract from more prevalent, important, and far less manageable challenges. It's like water seeking the path of least resistance. In the case of empathy, by relegating it to an outlier issue, the focus can be placed on the simple solution of expressing empathy in only those obvious situations. But the truth is that empathy is a concern that must be managed in every second of every call any agent handles. In each second of each call, an agent is either conveying empathy or not, as I will explain. My hunch is that this new empathy issue arose from a manager or director expressing to a salesperson that her agents just do not seem to care enough, that they sound like they are just going through the motions and are not sincerely engaged, that they lack empathy. Two synonyms of empathy are rapport and warmth, and the behavior I just described paints a picture of a lack of both rapport and warmth, i.e. empathy. It has been my experience that the biggest challenge in managing agent behavior is this just going through the motions, lack of empathy challenge. It is easy for an agent in a profession of great repetition to fall into this mindset. It is expressed in a subtle and nuanced fashion, and to fix it, each subtlety and nuance must be identified and pointed out to the agent to make them stop doing it. That can require a certain level of expertise, therefore it can easily be missed. Passive aggressiveness is especially difficult to pinpoint, and it is the most common expression of a lack of empathy or caring, i.e. just going through the motions. Identifying passive aggressiveness and fixing it is a BCI program specialty. BCI offers a unique understanding and ability to identify the subtleties and nuances that dominate human conversational language, allowing us to hold agents accountable to not convey a lack of empathy by sounding as if they are just going through the motions. As part of a larger tone management focus, our primary focus is on ensuring agents always convey a sincere eagerness to help and serve those with whom they engage. This broader view of empathy is how our industry should approach the issue, not just as an outlier concern. The next narrative is every call is different. 
This is a narrative I have come upon quite frequently in the past couple of years in various forums, and it is typically presented by tech-affiliated sales and marketing persons selling speech analytics software. The messaging is that every call is different, that no two calls are the same, and it is implied that customer service itself is difficult to clearly define because it is always evolving, every day. It presents the whole idea of customer service as a complex mess that must be constantly measured and wrestled with from differing angles, and that this unruly and perpetually morphing animal can never be fully tamed. It is also implied that unique, heretofore unknown, quote-unquote, insights regarding customer service must always be searched for, again, because the answers and insights are always different, fluid, and evolving. It has been my experience, however, that every call any agent has ever handled and will ever handle is the same as it relates to the goal of customer service excellence, which is a skill and discipline with clear and specific performance parameters that are long established and well known, while all insights regarding agent customer service have long been uncovered. Every call is the same. All the answers are known. And this is a good thing for the call center industry because it allows customer service to be perfectly manageable for any call center. So why is this every call is different narrative so widely espoused? From my perspective, this is because companies promote software that puts a sort of digital measurement on every agent call. They are in the measurement business. And for the act of measuring things to remain relevant, it helps if the target of the measurement is a constantly moving and evolving one that must always be chased in a perpetual search for answers, and that can perhaps never be fully nailed down. The implication of every call is different is that there are no stationary answers to customer service, so the solution is to constantly search for unknown and heretofore undiscovered insights, and this perpetual search for answers that are always changing and can never truly be nailed down is somehow cutting edge and modern. My experience has been that every call is the same, as it relates to customer service and professionalism. The customer service riddle has long been solved, and offering consistently exceptional customer service is easy for any agent to master. Call center agent per service is not a moving or evolving target. Rather, it is stationary with clear and specific rules, and it is easily manageable with proper guidance. The next narrative is tone. Tone is everything. This is big. Tone is the most important aspect of agent performance. But what exactly is it? It is commonly thought that tone is about voice inflection, energy level, enthusiasm, etc. And while all of these are relevant, they represent only a small part of the full tone picture. I have heard super upbeat and outgoing agents deliver awful customer service, while quite introverted agents offer exceptional service. This is because agent tone is most about their conversational navigation of word choice and phone manners, as I will explain. Everyone knows that some agents are more outgoing than others. Some are extroverts, while some are more introverted. Some talk like this, hey, how's it going? While others talk like this, I'm going to help you today. My name is, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you cannot change an agent's personality or their natural speaking style. So how does an organization ensure all agents offer the same high standard 
with all of these different personality types and speaking styles? The answer is word choice and phone manners, which convey an agent's feelings, their warmth and politeness, eagerness to serve, preparedness, their level of professionalism, respect, appreciation for the customer, and on and on. These are most conveyed in a highly subtle and nuanced fashion, as we humans have long perfected how to convey our tone, which is to say our feelings, in the most nuanced ways. Sometimes we convey tone by saying nothing, also known as passive aggressiveness. The most emotionally impactful elements of customer service are conveyed via word choice and phone manners, so they must be recognized and carefully managed to properly manage agent tone. I have several agents I can think of right now whose personalities are quite introverted, yet consistently offer the highest quality of service, and this is because of their mastery of proper word choice and phone manners. One in particular talks like this. I'll be glad to help you, ma'am. Can I have your phone up, please? I was going to call you really literally does. And there's nothing wrong with it, actually. I heard a call with him the other day where the customer called a bit unhappy about something. And at first, when he answered with his monotone speaking style, it sounded as if the customer perhaps assumed the worst. But as soon as he began to talk with perfectly polite and respectful word choice, and he conveyed his professional manners, she quickly warmed up to him. I have heard this happen over and over, where the customer or patient Realizing that the agent is not going to be hosting any late night TV shows anytime soon, <laughs> they're not Jimmy Fallon, nonetheless are impressed and begin rooting for the agent to do well. They literally begin rooting for them. You can hear it. It almost creates a nurturing effect, this level of politeness that proper word choice and phone manners convey. It is amazing. The common denominator regarding tone and customer service performance in general, is proper word choice and phone manners. When these are highly skilled, it is all but impossible for an agent to convey anything but the best, most polite, warm and upbeat, professional, and likable tone. Best of all, understanding how proper word choice and manners work and properly managing them allows any call center organization to readily achieve a true brand standard of exceptionalism, no matter the differing personalities and speaking styles of their agents. And it allows call centers to retain and hire agents who might otherwise seem incapable of performing at a high level. The answer to tone is precise management of word choice and phone manners, as these create, define, and dictate tone, no matter the personality type or speaking style of the person delivering them. I would like to thank you for listening to Episode 2 of Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Episode 3 will be a continuation of Call Center Sushi Bar, including the narrative soft skills, scripts, and more. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to ask a question or leave a comment, perhaps play Stump the Expert, just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com and look to the blue icon at the bottom right, click it, enter your message, you do not have to tell us who you are, and we will address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. See you next time. 
Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI. It is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. Mm-hmm.